I've been uh, working on a series, you know, since the beginning of the year on uh, being the overcomer that we're called to be, amen, being overcomers. And uh, because the scripture, or pardon me, the, the Spirit of the Lord told us at the beginning of the year that this was the year of the overcomer. So we have every week been stirring this up and then uh, coming at you from different angles, amen, talking about, you know, just overcoming and what it takes to overcome and what that means. So let's go to our, our key text out of 1 John 5. We'll just kind of read that move and move through it and then get into what we have for you today, praise God. And as Scripture says in 1 John 5, verse 4 says, and uh, for whatever, everybody say whatever, whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. One translation says, even our faith. Verse 5 says, who is he, now it's making it personal, who is he who overcomes the world, but he, here we go, he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So saying this, that's part of your identity. If you know Jesus, then automatically, because you've been born of God, come on, that makes you an overcomer. Thank you for all that enthusiasm. Come on, that makes you automatically an overcomer. So what does an overcomer mean? So the word overcome is the Greek word is nikeo, okay, which means to subdue, to conquer, to prevail, to get or gain a victory or a decisive victory, actually. To gain a decisive victory. Amen. So he, verse 4, put that back on the board, if you will. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory. Everybody say victory. victory. That word there is Nike, okay, where, like the Nike shoe. In fact, that's where they got the word, uh, and it just means victory, amen. But it means a means of victory, a means of triumph, you know, how to succeed or triumph in everything. So he who is born of God or whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory or the means of victory that has overcome the world, what is it? It's our faith. It's us believing it. Amen. you got to believe that you're an overcomer. Amen. you got to come out of any kind of uh, mindset that, that says otherwise. If you're thinking like a victim, guess what? All you live is like a victim. Come on now. But when you start living like an overcomer, a conqueror, an overcomer, amen, you'd be amazed at what starts working in your life, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. You got to be victory minded. You got to be victory believing, victory talking. Come on, somebody. Because this is how it works. Praise God. Hallelujah. You're here to conquer. You're here to overcome. You're here to take ground. Praise God. Amen. We ain't a bunch of sissified Christians. Amen. We're called to take ground. Now, the scripture says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. So it, you're, you're not the only thing born of God. Amen. And we have found out through, the, uh, through this whole uh, uh, series that there are many things that the Word of God, you know, that comes, or we found out in the Word of God, that which comes out from God, amen, like the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. So the Holy Spirit, amen, is born of God, and thus overcoming power is readily available through the Holy Spirit. Amen. We talked about the armor of God at one time. Took, took some time there. There's, there's overcoming, overcoming power in that. Amen. We talked about our faith in itself because that's what, that's what it comes out of. Amen. So anytime you get these things working and activated and, and, and using it, praise God, you automatically have, praise God, overcoming power at your disposal. 
Can I hear a bigger amen? Amen. Now, what we have, uh, uh, in fact, I tell you what, put the, uh, put the uh, Romans 8.37, put that up on the board. Uh, it says this, yet in all these things we are more than, here we go, conquerors through him who loved us. Okay, look at your neighbor and say, that makes you a conqueror. Look at him again and say, actually, you're more than a conqueror. Now, that word conquer is actually the same word, nikeo, which means overcomer, amen. The one that has, amen, subduing ability. Come on now, those that have, amen, conquering, overcoming, praise God, triumphant ability, praise God. You are that person, amen. Now, we're going we're gonna to take some time. We're going to go into the book of, of Romans there in chapter 8. Have I ever told you I love chapter 8? One time, one time. I told you that. And uh, we're going to go uh, to Romans 8. Let's go to like verse 26. Let's put that up on the board, if you will. And uh, we last week um, were talking about, of course, uh, being filled with the Holy Ghost. We talked about praying in, in tongues, praying in the Spirit, amen, the, the heavenly language, a tongue of angels, praise God. And we talked about the benefits of praying in the Spirit. And today we're going to do the same thing and show you why this is so important concerning being an overcomer. And all my spirit-filled people said, Amen. Amen. It was awful quiet in this Holy Ghost house. All right. Now, uh, the Spirit of God, born out of God, it has overcoming ability. Uh, Romans 8 uh, the reason I think Romans 8 is so, uh, uh, really so dear to my heart uh, is there's just so much in Romans 8. Um, the Spirit of God uh, yesterday was talking to me about this, and believe it or not, as much as I've spent, much time I've spent in Romans 8, um, it's amazing what kind of fresh revelation He gives you out of it. And, uh, but He began to kind of break it down a little bit with Romans 8. And uh, the beginning of Romans 8 is about really uh, to, is, is purposing as a believer to live uh, by or according to the Spirit and not according to the natural. Is that right? Yeah. Amen. We set our mind on things above, right? If we're going to live by the Spirit, you've got to set your mind on the things of the Spirit. <laughs> Amen. So it begins to tell you about the importance of living by the Spirit. And then it shifts gears a little bit in that chapter and begins to talk about, you know, His Spirit within and the inner workings of His Spirit uh, working alongside, amen, your spirit, amen, and how it works, amen. Things like, you know, the Spirit of God, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells on the inside of you, amen. And even to the point that it literally says it will literally affect your physical body. Come on. I mean, you can, you can have that so working alongside your spirit that it'll affect your physical body. The scripture says there in Romans 8, 2, that the spirit is wanting to lead, to infuse and spirit you and lead you and guide you. Amen. And those that will allow God to lead them and guide them. Amen. The word says uh, that they are the sons of God. Amen. That word is weos. In other words, mature ones of God. So the more you'll let God lead you, the more mature you become. Come on, somebody. Amen. 
We also see in, the, in that same text, amen, that the, that the Holy Spirit in the area of, of being filled with the Spirit is like the first fruits of the Spirit. In other words, there is so much that God has that He's given you the first fruits, praise God, filling you with His Spirit, praise God, empowering you, amen, just giving you a taste of what you're going to get to experience, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo. Amen. And then it brings up this verse, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. Now, the word weaknesses here, it's a, it means frailties, but it's a, it means a, an inability to produce some kind of result. So, in other words, you're trying to, to live this life, walk this life, be who you're called to be, be the, uh, the man of God, the woman of God, be the, the husband, the wife, the parent, uh, trying to be a good person, trying to live it, trying to walk in love, trying to just, just be the Christian we're called to be. And yet you, you move along and you realize, you know what, man, I got, uh, I'm not quite measuring up here. I'm not quite measuring up there. And I'm not quite doing this totally right. And so what do I do? Oh, I know. Let's want. Let's boo-hoo. Let's cry about it. Let's, uh, you know, let's, let's roll up in a ball in the corner and say, well, I guess I can't do it. So why try? No, what, what do we do? We lean on the one that's there to help. Because good golly, you need some help. Right? The Spirit of God's there to help you in any ability or your, your lack of ability or an inability or any frailty or any area, praise God, that you feel, amen, that needs strengthened or empowered, which is all of them, by the way, amen, but the, the Spirit of God is there to help. So if you will let the Spirit of God, amen, do what the Spirit of God will do, guess what? You won't have all these issues. So he said, well, I ain't got issues. I'm sure we can find one. Come on now. Everybody has areas that need worked on. So the Spirit of God is there to help. Amen. For And then it goes on, it says, For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. In other words, you know, we, we know how to pray, but we may not know what to pray. You're faced with that thing. You're faced with that, that situation. You're faced with that, 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 that inability. You're faced with that, that circumstance. You're faced with that, that little uh, relational problem or, that, or that, uh, that one business problem or that kid problem or whatever it is that you think that's a problem in your life. He says, maybe you don't know what to pray. Well, hey, somebody does. So the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings. Everybody say groanings. groanings. That just seems silly. With groanings which cannot be uttered. Elalitos is that Greek word there. And it means inarticulate speech. So what it means is these groanings which cannot be uttered means it's something being said that's outside of your known language. Are you hearing me? And so we know what he's talking about. He's talking about praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues is what he's talking about. So he says, here's the best way to get these inabilities, these frailties, these weaknesses, these things that you're facing, these things that you've got to deal with day in and day out. The best way to face those things head on is start praying in the Holy Ghost. Because sometimes you don't know what to pray for as you ought. 
But sometimes as you begin to pray in the Spirit, the Spirit of God will give you an interpretation, will show you things, maybe put a word in your, in your heart, a spirit, a verse, whatever, and something, something I mean, comes up and you say, hey, man, okay. And so then all of a sudden now you kind of know where you're going with this thing. Amen. But the Spirit is there to help. I don't know if you know this, but we're, we're a spirit-filled church. Just thought I'd tell you, because remember, some of you here think, I didn't know this is what this was. And if you didn't, I apologize. This is a Holy Ghost church. And uh, I'm not ashamed of it. Amen. Because the Holy Ghost has gotten me out of a lot of problems over the years. Amen. And I'm very grateful for the, uh, the Holy Spirit in my life and, and in the lives of our family, praise God, just the things that we've prayed through just by praying in the Holy Ghost and how God has changed things, shifted things, moved things, come on, brought things back into divine order, praise God, so you can move on in life like you're supposed to as a man or woman of God, amen, fulfilling your God-given plan and destiny, praise God, amen, like you should be, amen. Now, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. So let's, let's go to the next verse here, all right? So we know what he's talking about here. It's the inner workings of his spirit with your spirit, all right? And he goes on, verse 27. Now, he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. That's something Trudy mentioned a little bit ago, amen. And uh, that booklet will tell you that, amen, will bring this out, Amen. But it's according to the will. Every time the Spirit of God, when you're praying in the Holy Spirit, this is why the devil fights it tooth and toenail. Right. Yeah. It's because every time you get in the Spirit, every time you start praying in the, in the Holy Ghost, you, what are you doing? You're praying the will of God. And then he's got to back out the door, you know. He can't stop it. He can't shut it down. I'm talking about the enemy. Come on now. Yeah, he can't interpret it either. So the, what you got now is the Spirit of God doing what the Spirit of God can do, working things in your life, bringing everything, you know, working those things, bringing everything into divine order, praise God. Amen. Now, we might come back to this in a second. Let's go to verse 28, okay? Everybody say, and. and. Which means we're still connected. We haven't changed subjects. What do they call that, a con Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Still don't know what it means, but it's a cool little ditty. Amen. So anyway, a conjunction, and. And we know, and we, well, why, why, how can we know this? Well, because the word says so. And we know, well, why can you know? Well, because the Spirit of God does what the Spirit of God does. And because of that, we know that all things, everybody say all things. All. Boy, I look up that word all, guess what it means? All. What is it you need worked on? What is it you need handled? What is it you need turned around? What is it you need dealt with? What is it that needs to get shifted or changed or turned in your life? All things. Come on, we know that all things are now working together. For the good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Now, a lot of times that verse gets pulled out and used all by itself. And so a lot of people might be going through a living hell and they say, well, 
All I know is that all things are going to work together for good. They may not. They don't just work together for good because, you know, you know a verse. Because there's a lot of people saying that, I know, I know my life's a wreck and it's, it's getting worse and I keep getting drugged under the bus and I'm still being dragged under the bus, but I just know things are going to work out. No, the enemy's probably going to back up again, hit you again, and keep dragging you some more down the road. If I got your attention. Everybody say and. And we know. Why do we know? Because you're praying in the Holy Ghost. And you're letting the Spirit of God do what the Spirit of God does. And so when you begin to pray in the Spirit, all of a sudden things start moving and shifting and working. Why? Because the Spirit of God is involved. Right. That's right. And I'm just going to throw this out here. I said it last week. I'll say it this week. Holy Ghost won't force himself on you either. He ain't going to make you pray in the Spirit. You have to take initiative, amen, and begin to start. Come on, somebody. And let Him then give you utterance. Let Him then begin to show you and direct you in things. Praise God. Let Him begin now to shift this and change this and change that and adjust this and work this and work that. Bring this together. Bring that together. Do this. Do that. Amen. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of God's on the scene taking care of things. And even though right now it looks like an ugly mess, but because you're somebody praying in the Holy Ghost and trusting in, hallelujah, come on, trusting in. Come on, through your faith, right? You're believing. You're trusting in that which has been born born out of God, and it has overcoming ability. And as I pray in the Holy Ghost, overcoming power begins to shift and change and work and put this together and put that together. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's how it works. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. We know that all things are working together for good. Why? Because we're praying in the Holy Ghost. To those, then it says, to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. You say, well, isn't that the only prerequisite? No, all it's talking about here, this word love is the word agapeo, not agape. Agape is, of course, the God kind of love, which refers to an unconditional love, a giving love. Agapeo is a word that means a committed or devoted love. Are you hearing me? So he's talking about people, listen now, because you've got to take everything in context. Talking about people who are going to stay committed to this. Are you still with me? Stay committed to this thing. All right. And to those who are called according to his purpose, praise God. Let me give you some definition on that, all right? All right. So the word called here is... Uh, kletos, okay, is the Greek word. Now, I have to say that for a reason because another word is coming up in English in another verse or two using the same English word, but it's a completely different Greek word, all right? So that's why we're doing this. This is why we're doing this. You I mean you might as well know what you're doing. You might as well know how this works. I like this verse. I like it when things start working together for good. 
I like that verse. That is a refrigerator verse. But you can't have 28 without 27 and 26. Come on now. So we got to be a, a people that do what we do, praise God, and do it right, praise God. And when you do, it works. Did you know that God is not a liar? The word always works. If something isn't working, it wasn't God. Just a thought. No, no, no. If something isn't working, it wasn't God. If something wasn't working, it wasn't God. God knows exactly how it all works. Amen. But he's laid it out for you and me. Amen. Do this and it always works. It's like the person, uh, you know, I've been, you know, I, I just can't find nothing. Well, are you seeking? Huh? Well, if you ain't seeking, you ain't going to find. Well, nothing opens up to me. Well, you're knocking. Well, I didn't know I had to. Well, if you knock, you might be amazed at who opens the door. Come on, somebody. It's no different here. If we're not going to take the time to pray in the Holy Ghost, amen, and stick with it, amen, we may not see things working out. Woo! Boy, I'm so glad you came out on a Sunday morning. So, the word here, called here. Let's get back to this. The word called here. Uh, Kaleo. No, pardon me, the other one. No, Kledos. There we go. Get the right one here. Kledos, which means uh, something that's been appointed or bound, okay, joined or united. Okay? And the word purpose here uh, is the word uh, that means design. Okay, design, okay, or sometimes they use word like uh, the plan or the intention of, okay, might be in there. But here's what, here's what the statement says in uh, a lexicon, okay? So if you, anybody know what a lexicon is? Okay, you got, you know, your concordance that gives you, you know, your Bible words and definitions, but then you get to a lexicon, and then your lexicon is like an amplified version of your concordance. It'll take each word and bring it and show you why it is the way it is and why that, that Greek word or that Hebrew word, depending on what we're working through, amen, show you why it means this and how come that. So it pays to be a student. So here it is, okay. It says this, And we know that all things are working together for good to those who are devoted to God. Here we go. Being united to His design. Now that kind of shifts it a little bit. So those who are devoted, in other words, you're committed and devoted to this, amen, joined, I love this, being united or joined to His design. When you start thinking about that, all of a sudden now it's like it all clicks. God's saying, listen, you're praying the Holy Ghost by design. This is how it works. If you stick with it and stay with it, things start working. All of a sudden, that marriage problem is no longer a marriage problem. That financial problem, you start getting leadings and biddings by God. And all of a sudden, he says, here's how you change that. That little thing with the kids that seems like a big thing, all of a sudden, the Spirit of God gets involved and says, hey, we can take care of that too. But you're going to have to stay committed to this. 
We got a lot of Holy Ghost people not praying in the Holy Ghost. And here you got a spirit of God. You got you yourself and you got overcoming ability. Your spirit, born of God, overcoming ability. The spirit of God now comes and resides on the inside. You've got overcoming ability. And we just sit here and do, man, I just wish something would work. I never understand why nothing ever works for me. I just got our life just stinks. I just just don't understand why. Stop it! Right? The whole time you got this thing on the inside. And you're in here stifling and pushing it down, going, no, life stinks now. Knock it off. (laughs) The whole time you got all the goods to make change. The Spirit of God says how to get that out by praying in the Spirit. And all of a sudden, you got everywhere you go now, man. You can't help but just whomp all over everybody. Anybody hear me today? (laughs) Give the Lord a praise. Come on now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, let's take it on because what uh, this is what the uh, Spirit of God kind of gave me for today. And... um, he started talking about um, a no-quit spirit. And, I, you know, originally when I first heard it, I thought maybe he was just talking about us just being a no-quit person, you know, and just staying with it. Rah, rah, rah. Sis, boom, bah, or something like that. Anyway, you know, you know, kind of thing. And there's nothing wrong. I mean, that's accurate. It's accurate. But what he's talking about is his spirit. He started as he kind of showing me. He said, no, my spirit is a no-quit spirit. Amen. There isn't anything that my spirit can't handle. There ain't anything that my spirit can't take care of. There ain't anything that you're facing that my spirit getting involved with it that couldn't turn it around or change it. And my spirit never quits. And so if you get it working in you, then you'll never quit. Praise God. Amen. And this is how this works, all right? So a no-quit spirit. So the more we pray in the spirit of God, the more things start working together, coming together for good. Why? Because you're committed to this thing. You're committed to that God of yours. You love your God. As a result of it, you're going to praise God, get involved, stay connected, do what he designed to do, be a part of it, praise God, and see God's will come to pass. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Woo! Preach myself happy. All right, all right, let's move on now because let's, let's see all this at work here because what you see, as I said earlier, uh, you see uh, you know, God talking in the beginning of this chapter about living according to the Spirit, not by natural things. And then how to get that spirit that's within working, interworking with your spirit to get things done. But then it finishes off this chapter, praise God, talking about, praise God, accessing the help that's been given to you. Why? Because there are things that are working against you every single day. And he didn't want you alone facing everything you have to face. So he's given us things so we can conquer, overcome, praise God. Get the notch on the belt when you get a success, hallelujah. Praise God. Take down another devil, hallelujah. And take down another problem or another issue or whatever it is that's facing you, praise God. And I didn't talking about your spouse now. Some, well, yeah, 
What did you mean by that? I meant me, not me. Okay. <laughs> Amen. How I many know our fight's not with flesh and blood? Just that's the main thing, amen. But there is an enemy, and we all have an enemy, and we all have the same enemy. Only one. Come on, Trudy did an awesome series on that. Amen. Praise the Lord. So let's go to the next verse here. So we that was verse 28. Let's read verse 29 now. In the light of everything we heard, here we go. He said, For whom he foreknew. Okay. So that means, you know, knew before. Now he knew you from, you know, before you were born. Come on, right? He knew, he knew all about you, praise God. And it said, whom he foreknew, he predestined. Okay, the word predestined here, do a little bit of word study, means to be one with destiny, preordained. But it refers to somebody having, literally, uh, knowing uh, their value, their potential, their sonship, their acceptance. Kind of, we touched on that a little earlier today in the prayer line. Amen. This is all, man, this is, amen. You, you're accepted, but he said, whom he's foreknew, he's also predestined. But he says what? Predestined to be conformed, fashioned, fashioned like or fashioned unto the image or the likeness of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So he's the firstborn. Now let's just listen here. He's the firstborn. That means there's a secondborn. There's a thirdborn. There's a fourthborn. There's a 1,147th born. There's a 1 million, come on, 200,000. Okay, anyway. Your number's in there somewhere. So what he's saying is he's foreknew you because he foreknew you. He's also predestined, giving you a destiny, first and foremost, to be conformed to his image. Now, the idea is this. The same success, he's saying this, the same success that Jesus walked in, you can walk in. Because you're part of the same family. You're part of the same household. And that's why he says, I'm conforming you to be after his image. If you get after his image, you get, you get all this. Remember, don't lose sight of what we're talking about today. You start praying, the Holy Ghost things start coming together and working. And man, things are changing in you. I mean, you were a stinker. Now all of a sudden, you're just, just Mr. Love going somewhere to happen. <laughs> And you think, how in the world, how did that change? Well, we know how. Amen. Come on now. Oh, hallelujah. I mean, it's amazing what God can do in people. Amen. Who he foreknew, he, uh, he also predestined to be conformed to the image. Amen. Hallelujah. Of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Now, we can walk the same way. We can walk in the same success. So then he says this in verse 30. Moreover, whom he predestined. In other words, those who he's, amen, given a destiny, praise God. Those who he's, amen, he's, he's made them into his image. Amen. Those whom he's predestined, these he's also called. Now, keep in mind everything we're talking about. He hasn't lost sight. He's still talking about living by the Spirit, being led by the Spirit, moving in the Spirit, getting the Spirit involved in your life. Whom he's predestined, these he's also called. The word called here. A different Greek word, as I said earlier. <clears throat> this word here uh, is kaleo, okay, which means a bidding. It refers to an invite or an appointment, but it refers to a bidding, something, uh, something that's been called forth like an assignment. And then, so it's talking about a purpose, something, uh, pardon me, a purpose uh, to be fulfilled. In other words, he's given you assignments. So the point is this he's not only made you able, to walk this and do this. 
He's now by the Spirit wanting to walk you through it. Amen. He's constantly bidding. You ever notice when you, when you spend time with God, he's always, he's always bidding, calling you unto himself. Amen. Why? Because every time he starts communicating and talking to you about things. The more time you spend with God, the better your life gets. And you start praying the Spirit of God, and all of a sudden, man, the Spirit gives you leadings. You know, as many as are led, induced, and spirited, amen, those that, that can just can be led by the Spirit of God, the Word says, man, they walk in that maturity. They walk in that, they walk in that power. Pretty soon, they're seeing it in their lives, and everybody around them sees it, praise God. Those whom He predestined, these He's also called, and whom He's called, these He also justified. Whew, that's good news. Because these are some of these things. Here we are. We're moving towards something here. The things that try to war against us. The word justified there is the same Greek word used in righteousness, righteous, justification. All the same exact word, just depending on how it's used in the sentence. But justified, rendered right, made right. Not only has He designed you, come on, predestined you, praise God, where you have the ability to be all you're called to be in Christ. Amen. He'll walk you through this thing, and he's made a way. Listen now, your past cannot hold you back. Because he's justified you. I have seen way too many people filled with the Holy Ghost, got the power of God, you know, the, everything, all the goods, and because of some mistake or because of something that they got hung up with, won't go anywhere in God, do anything in God, won't fulfill anything because they're too guilty of condemnation, shame, and all that other yuck. And we ain't justifying sin and we ain't justifying mistakes, but you have to understand either Jesus paid a price or he didn't. Either the blood of the blood's worthy of something or it isn't. Well, I choose to believe the blood of Jesus paid a price for me, paid a price for you. Praise God. Hallelujah. My past is just that past. It's history. Praise God. Amen. And I am not my history. You are not your history. You are not your mistake. You are not your addiction. You are not your problem. You are not that thing you did yesteryear. You are who God says you are. And you got to receive that. Praise God. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. Whom he's predestined, these he's also called. Amen. And whom he's called, these he's also justified. But here you go. Whom he's justified, these he's also glorified. Woo! What's that? It's empowerment. He's also empowered you to do it. You've got to, you've been designed to do it. He'll walk you through it. Amen. He will, uh, he will, uh, take care of all that yuck of yesterday and yesteryear and the whole time empower you to keep doing what you're called to do. Now we're talking about, remember, hold this thing in context, amen. A new quit spirit working on the inside of you that no matter what is ahead of you, no matter what you're facing, what you're dealing with, praise God, you can still fulfill God-given calls, still fulfill the potential that you have in God because nothing should be able to hold you back. Nothing. Nothing, nothing can hold you back. Nothing will hold you back. I got the spits going on, something else in here. Hallelujah. Nothing should hold you back. That's what he's trying to tell you. If you get this working, there is nothing that can hold you back. Because everything, the price has been paid for everything, already a way made for you and me. 
Somebody said, well, I just, I just got too many issues. Well, you better be praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Get all this stuff working and get this stuff right, praise God, and then receive who you are, praise God. That's all about identity. That's who you are. Woo! Verse 31. What then shall we say to these things, these wondrous things? Sorry, Rick, I'll back up a little bit. Yeah, front row people get wet, don't they? Amen. <laughs> what then shall we say to these things? He's asking the question. This is, this is like too good to be true. Do you know the word gospel in itself? You know, we always kind of shorten it and say it means good news. And when it was first used, it wasn't used by the Christian. It was actually coined by the world, the word gospel. They just took it and said, hey, that's a good word. We'll use it. But the word gospel means too good to be true news. They're hearing all this and they're going, that's just too good to be true. You know, like they say in the world, you know, you know if, it's, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Well, now when it comes time to gospel, it sounds just too, ah, this is just too good. You mean if I just start praying in the Holy Ghost, all of a sudden things start working? Yep. You mean if I keep doing it, I stay with it, stay committed to this, you mean things are going to start shifting and changing in my life? Yes. Yep. You mean God will work some things in my life? Yep. You mean God might even change that ornery cuss? Yep. You might be amazed. You might be amazed that thing that hangs you up and no longer hang you up. You might be amazed what starts fitting together and forming together, what starts coming together, praise God. You know, this message, you know, I want everybody to be filled with the Holy Ghost, but this message is for those that are already filled. I want everybody, I mean, if you're not, we'll get you, you know, hopefully get you filled before it's too, you know, get out of here today. But the point is this, this is for everybody that right now that's filled with the Holy Ghost. This is why we pray in the Holy Ghost. I have people that struggle with who they are, struggle in their call, struggle with, you know, what they should do, what they should be. And the whole time they got on the inside. And just wanting to get out. Come on, let me handle it. Just let me out. <laughs> We're going, no, no, no. I'm too dignified or something. I don't know. Come on now. Too in charge. That's probably a good word. Probably all right. I'm, I'm in charge of this. I can handle this. Yep. Yeah, we can see how that's working. Come on now. What then? Shall we say to these things? He's asking the question. Could we, ask, could we say this? If God is for us, who could be against? He's asking the question. Could we say this? I mean, this is like, wow. I mean, if, I mean really, if God's for us, who could be against us? You know, if God's on your team, you win. I don't know if you knew this. You know, you ever been when you're a little kid? Maybe, maybe, you know, but anyway, you're, you know, you got to go out and recess and we're going to play dodgeball or something. So we all got to pick teams. Come on now. And everybody's going to pick the, the ones that are good at it. Everybody, right? Come on. And you got the little kid over there going, I never get picked. Come on now. Get the Holy Ghost in them. I'll always pick them. Come on now. 
Come on, no matter what, come in. When you're talking about whatever it is we're dealing with, praise God. But God says this, listen, if I'm on your side, it doesn't matter who's against you. So if God's on your team, it always works. You get people full of the Holy Ghost on your team, guess what? It works. So if God is for us, who can be against us, praise God? Amen. Look at your neighbor's side. We got God on our side then, praise God. Let's go verse 32 now. Let's look at this. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? In other words, a price has been paid. Amen. It's a done deal. He did not spare his own son. He sent his son for that reason. Amen. But he delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? There was nothing's being held back. Everything we're talking about, there ain't nothing being held back from you. The more I pray in the Holy Ghost, the more empowered I get. Come on now. The more it affects my physical body. Amen. Uh, you know, somebody says, well, I'm just too tired. Listen, praying the Holy Ghost, you might be amazed how tired goes out the door. You might be amazed. I'm just saying. Well, I, I, I'd rather sleep. Well, that, that's fine. I mean, I'm not against you sleeping. But, but, but you might be amazed that when you start praying the Holy Ghost how much energy you have. I'm serious. It affects your mortal body, it says. So the same spirit, listen, so, so listen, listen. So, you know, this womp, womp thing. Okay, you know what it's called? Resurrection power. Jesus said the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. So the is resurrection power. So you get that working, and then it says in that same text, it says that it begins to change and affect your mortal body. So you get this thing working. And all this is freely given to you. He's not holding anything back from anybody. He's saying, ah, wait a minute. You got issues. And because of your issues, we can't do nothing with you. No, it's, just, it's actually just, on, just the total opposite. God says, why don't you hand me your issues and um, I'll hand you something else. And we'll just kind of get this thing all turned around here. Amen. God's for you. Have you ever just had a revelation of that? You just, you're going along thinking, oh, everybody's against me, nobody likes me, my life. Oh. And then all of a sudden you realize, God's with me. God's for me. God's on my side. Amen. I don't, there's no reason to be depressed. All right. All right, let's do another, let's go another one. Let's go verse 33 here. Let's try this one. Who shall bring a chart? Now listen, all this is working. This, you can't lose it. I mean, we're talking about a no-quit spirit because these are all the things that face you every day. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It's God who justifies. Who's trying to condemn? Who's trying to beat you up? Who's trying to say that? Who's trying to, you know, make an accusation at you? Nobody can make you feel less than without your permission. Who brings a charge, an accusation? Against God's elect. It's God who justifies. Amen. So instead of standing there wallowing in this thing because somebody said something about you, how about just receive what God, that freely stuff, that free stuff he's given, how about utilize that? And you might be amazed at what you start walking out of, praise God. Amen. 
Who brings a charge against God's elect? It's God who justifies. Hallelujah. Verse 34. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at that. Who's, who's there to condemn? I got a, I got a, I got a Savior that paid a price for me. Now listen, we're not off the subject. A no-quit spirit will start working these kind of things in you, and you're not going to yield to condemnation. You're not going to yield to the accusations. You're not going to yield to all that mess. You'll start rising above all this stuff. Amen. Verse 35. Let's look at that. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, or peril or sword? Who shall separate? Let's go back, back up there. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Does, any, does really any of this stuff have the, uh, the power to separate you from the love of Christ? Nothing can actually separate you from it, but it can make you feel like you're separated from it. If you, give, if you yield to it, if you bow to it, if you surrender to it, Okay, the word tribulation is just a quick little thing. It means pressure from trouble. Okay, tribulation, trouble, pressure from trouble. Did you ever, you ever face any trouble? <clears throat> so can that can trouble separate you from the love of Christ? No. What? So how do you how do you how do you maintain this? How do you stay above this? Start praying the Spirit. Receive who you are. Walk in that. Amen. You might be amazed how that tribulation begins to shift and change. Listen, we got most of the body of Christ saying, well, you know, tribulation, that's just the way it is. Because, you know, he said in the world there's going to be tribulation. So I guess I just have to accept it. I'm serious. The whole time he's given you an answer. He's given you a way out. There's trouble coming. You bet. Here it comes because we're not ignorant of how the enemy works. Here it comes. Hey! And you got to go. Go down a street. You don't belong here. Not that you wish it on your neighbor, but you know what I mean. I'm just saying, you know, tribulation. So shall, shall tribulation? No. Shall distress? That means mental pressure. Okay. Mental uh, you know, mental upheaval, mental pressure. Uh, so can, can, can distress, worry, anxiety, stress itself, can these, things, can these things separate you from the love of Christ? They can't, but they can sure make you feel like you're all alone. They can, they can weigh heavy on you. and They, they can ruin your life. Everything, this list here can't separate you from the love of Christ, but it can ruin your life. So you start praying the Holy Ghost. You start utilizing what God's given you. Praise God. You got that working with your spirit. And pretty soon that resurrection power, amen, starts permeating the atmosphere. Praise God. And all of a sudden that mental stress just kind of goes out the window. Praise God. And there are things, we're not denying the fact that there are things coming to war on you to somehow or another kind of get you stressed out or worked up or get you under some kind of mental torment. But I am telling you that when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you'll be amazed at how much distress will go out the window, praise God. Come on, somebody. 
How about persecution? Oh, that's a good one. You get that? That comes from persons, people, pressures. Anybody ever had a people pressure? Huh? Persecution. People warring against you, coming against you. Say, you mean the Holy Ghost will take them out? No, uh, come on now. <laughs> but you might be amazed how much the persecution subsides and goes out the window when you start praying in the Spirit. Remember, He's working. Here we go. All things. All things start to work and shift and change. When you start praying, you don't have a clue what. All you're just like, shit, alaba, cool, alaba, sata, ha! Yeah, man, get out. All of a sudden, and all of a sudden, man, it's like, I don't know why that guy all of a sudden, no, he's nice to me. It's pretty cool. I remember one time when we first, we first moved in here, and we were well, trying to move in here. And the and, uh, city was just being a stinker. And uh, they... You know, just long, long, drawn-out deal. But uh, it took months. We were supposed to be in here uh, on uh, Thanksgiving of 2000. We didn't get in uh, till Easter of 2001. And uh, all because of just, it was just, it was just people problems. <laughs> persons, certain persons. <clears throat> so... You know, if you find yourself, you can get all mad, start grumbling and griping, you know, shitty, you know, a bunch of government people. And then people hate people. Well, that'll help. Just makes everything work, doesn't it? No, it gets worse then, doesn't it? So you just start, man, I don't know what to do. I don't, you stand and pull your hair. Well, I don't have none now. You, you pull your hair and go, I just don't know what to do. God says, I do. Let me help. Start praying the Holy Ghost. All of a sudden, the Spirit of God told me exactly what to do. Who'd have thought? It just took one phone call. And he told me exactly what to say, and I said on the phone, they were down here within an hour and signed me off. Within an hour. I'm thinking, why did I do that months ago? <laughs> you ever deal with persecution? Might be amazed how the Spirit of God will get involved if you let Him. Amen. And remember, people are not... Your enemy. But the enemy might be driving them. How about famine? Okay. The word famine here. Um, and they said, well, well I'm, not, I'm not in famine. Well, the word famine um, means without sustenance. Okay. So, uh, you know, you might be without. Okay. Um, so, a lot of times, uh, we, we're wondering, you know, we don't, we don't have because we don't have, we can't do, because we can't do, it can't be, and all these kind of things, just we, we, we pretty soon we're being led by lack. And you might be amazed that when you start praying the Holy Ghost, what the Spirit of God will do. You know, we talked about today about strategies concerning dealing with debt. You know, we're sitting there thinking, the only way I can, if I, the only way I can work is if I get the third job and I make sure that I'm working around the clock and I get a bigger paycheck, and if I get a bigger paycheck, maybe I can then, you know, try to pay these bills. No, all you're doing is getting wore out and beat down, and pretty soon you're sick, and now you can't work at all because your way don't work. 
His way might. Well, it will. So I'm just saying, if you yield to it. So if you're praying, all of a sudden the Spirit of God shows you a strategy of how to do this, how to do that. He says, let go of this and grab hold of this. Move toward this. Now let that thing, no, no, let, no, let it go. Now stay right here and work toward this. And all of a sudden, it starts happening. It starts clicking. It starts, God gives you a strategy, a business idea, a, 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 an invention, a, you know, a key thing here, a key thing there. God says, let this thing go, grab this, set this up, set that up, do this, now do that. And the whole time, because you were praying in the Holy Ghost, and the Spirit of God just started showing you what to do. Those who are predestined, amen, are called. Those who are called, amen. Justified, those justified or glorified the whole time. Why? Because you made a decision to just keep moving. Hallelujah. In the Spirit of God and all these things that are freely given are starting to be loose now around you. Amen. And things are starting to click and happen like it's supposed to in your household, in your relationships, in your finance, in your health. You'd be amazed at what God gets involved in. And the whole time, you know, we're sitting here with all that working on the inside. We won't, we won't release any of it. Well, I just didn't see the need. Well, now you do. I didn't see its importance. Now you do. How about nakedness? Somebody says, what? Talking about, you know. Uh, never mind. <laughs> we, one time I took uh, all the seniors on a senior trip, so we went and seen a baseball game. And the Yankees were there playing the, uh, uh, who's, uh, the Mariners, thank you. And uh, so all these seniors are, you know, enjoying the game. And here comes, because <laughs> the Yankees are in town, right? So all these people are there. And, of course, here comes a streaker. <laughs> oh, yeah, they call him the streak. Boogity, boogity. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And all these kids are like, They're taking pictures. <laughs> uh, so he said, really, Pastor? Well, you know, nakedness. The word nakedness. And we, it isn't just referred to, you know, being without, uh, being without uh, clothes. It means without provision. All right? So you might be without provision. But I want you to know if you get God involved, you might be amazed at how he'll cover up your nakedness. Amen. And again, you're out there striving to make ends meet, and the whole time, God says, I got a plan for that. Let me at it. Let me at it. And you know some again, I, I can't say it enough. He ain't going to force you to do anything. Somebody said, well, if the Holy Ghost, he just, you know, just, just make me. No, he ain't going to do it. If, he, if the Holy Ghost could make you do anything, everybody be saved now. Yes. We'd actually all be home now. So the Holy Ghost ain't going to force nobody to do any of this. How about peril? Okay, there's a, there's a word for you. Peril. The word peril means your life's in danger. Have you ever had your life in danger? I've heard, I can't even tell you how many testimonies I've heard, read, or seen somebody testify about that were in, their life was in danger, literally having, being at gunpoint, some of them. And they just stood there, and they're like, 
Stop it. Get out of my car. You're weird. You call it what they want. Your life ain't in danger no more. <laughs> I mean, come on. You might be amazed what God will get involved in. You get to praying in the spirit. Amen. How about sword? You know what that word means? Get this. The word sword means judicial uh, under judicial punishment. Wow. Mm-hmm. Under judicial punishment. So you mean if uh, people in prison start praying to the Holy Ghost, they might get out of prison? It could be. You might be amazed what God does. Get them boys in there praying in the Holy Ghost or those gals, whoever it is. Amen. You might be under judicial punishment. It may not just be those. It could be just the fact you're in trouble because of some kind of situation. You're on, you know, some law, some this, some that. I mean, all kinds of things coming. Here it comes. And, and what you want to do is, is panic and run here and run there and go find a lawyer or go find another lawyer because that one didn't tell you what you wanted. And then you're running over here trying to, you know, set up appointments with this person and that person and this person and that person. Oh, my God, somebody help me. I just need help. God says, I hope. Get me involved in it. You might be amazed at what, come on, you might be amazed at what begins to change when you start praying in the Spirit. A no-quit spirit. Let's read a couple more verses and we'll let you go home. As it is written. This is a quote out out of, let's see, is it Psalms? I don't think it's Psalms. I think it's something else here. It's a quote. Yeah, it is Psalms. Psalms 44. There you go. Psalms 44. It is, as it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Now, it's a quote. Yet, so back up now. Back up verse 36. As it is written. Everybody say, as it is written. He's quoting it. And what he's saying is this. All this stuff's coming at you. See, what he's saying is this. It feels like everything's stacked against me. Everything's warning, and I feel like I'm, I'm a, a lamb led to the slaughters right now with everything going on. You ever felt that? Verse 37, yet in all these things that we've discussed, in all these things that you're dealing with, all these things we've talked about, all that stuff that makes you feel like you're just a lamb led to the slaughters, and all that stuff, we are more, we are more, we are more than overcomers, we're more than conquerors, why? Through Him who loved us, because nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing can, why? Because you've got to work it on the inside. Hallelujah. Woo! I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor uh, powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing uh, shall separate us from the love of Christ, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. All right, now here's the Jerry Roberts translation of those verses. Not all of them, just that last last one, last two verses, actually. Here's what it says, okay? Just this is through... Through, you know, doing the definitions of each word, okay? So it ain't something I'm making up. This is how it's defined. For I am persuaded. Listen. Listen now. It doesn't matter what, what's warned against you today. I'm persuaded. This is what Paul said. I'm persuaded. I've got it locked in. I ain't going to be separated from the love of God because I got the power of God on the inside working in me. 
Ain't nothing going to knock me down, take me out. He said, I am persuaded that whether things die or whether things live, whether things are good or bad or unexplained happen, whether things are instantaneous or whether they've been delayed, whether things have been exposed or remain hidden, even if things have been fabricated against us, nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. So it doesn't matter what you're dealing with. Make the first thing, you know, it's like the little phrase that we used years ago, you know, never run from God, run to God. So when these things, you're facing these things, this is why you start praying in the Holy Ghost. This is why we do it. Man, the Spirit of God's there to help. Well, it's, it sounds silly. Yeah, it does. And, you know, the devil try to talk you out of it. Well, I just don't know. Now you got some ideas, some understanding of it. Get that little booklet, read it. You'll get some more understanding of it. Praise God. Pray in the Holy Ghost. You're Holy Ghost people. Amen. Did you get something today? Give the Lord a praise. Come on now. Amen. Praise God. Why don't you all stand up? Praise God. Father, we just give you praise, glory, and honor today. Thank you for, thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for our prayer language. Thank you, Lord God, for what you're working in, in all of us. And Father, all these things, I think, are, are working out for good, praise God. All coming together, praise God, because the Spirit of God's at work. And Father, we give you the praise and the glory for it. Father, thank you for ears that heard today, hearts that received it. And thank you, Lord God, for a people that continue to exercise, amen, that prayer language, praying in the Holy Ghost, amen, to get the results that the Spirit of God designed, amen. And we give you the praise and the glory for it, in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.